welcome to the Mindset Maiden podcast. I'm your host Patricia Gaikwad. If you have not yet done so, please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss another podcast episode. Also do ensure you watch the teaser and episode 2 to know more about the three guests. Moving on. So Robert Saro Saira, all of us have been at the helm and we've done leadership roles throughout. Our journeys have been marked by experiences that have shaped us. Like I never took up any leadership role in school, not even a class monitor role, because as a kid I was extremely shy and I just shirked responsibilities. I think being the youngest amongst five siblings was a contributing factor. We all know taking responsibility is the highest mark of good leaders. Now, though I've worked for twenty-five plus years in a fast-paced environment, I think my leadership skills truly evolved after taking up the XCOM role. in TGS Toastmasters Club in 2017 I've also been extremely fortunate to have had some amazing mentors they are truly my role models who have been instrumental in my personal and professional growth be it my husband or my manager Walid now can you reflect on your formative years and share some insights with our listeners so i i'll i'll, I'll begin with that Where it all began for me, my leadership journey, I would say, started long, long time back, right from the time when I was a teenager, when I entered my teens, and things were not hunky dory at home. My mom was almost a single mom, bringing up her four children single handedly, though dad was around. But owing to circumstances, that was it was what it was. So right from an early age, I saw how tough life can be, and I realized that. the options that i did have or me and my siblings had were quite limited and whatever we had we had to make the most of it so my growth as a leader though i at that time i never thought that that's what i was doing started right then of making the most of whatever little opportunities came our way number 1 and what i also learned at that early age was the more we the four of us siblings worked together the better were the results that we got for ourselves the more we thought that if we do it only for myself if i did it only for myself then the results that we got were actually not as good as what we could have got if we did it together that was number 1 and as i grew up i chose to go sailing i became a marine engineer and sailing as Uh, an occupation is quite a solitary occupation at that where you are away at sea for weeks and months on end without any contact with other human beings other than the 19 people who are on board that vessel so you have no choice but to get along with those 19 people for as long as you're on board it's not like you can ignore somebody and just turn your face away and not talk to them for the whole four months or six months that you're on board so that taught me that no matter what i could still get along with people if i chose to look at what was uh, good in them if i chose to focus on what i wanted out of every interaction that i had with these individuals so that was another great learning for me and when i left when i became a husband and a father that was another notch in my leadership training because then i realized that until then to tell you the truth i thought it was all about me 
But when I became a husband and a father, I realized that it's not just me, it's now we. And I had this bigger picture to think of. And that actually chipped away a lot of the chap that was around me. I, it cut to the core and it made me a better individual. It made me a better person. It also made me a more thoughtful leader in the sense that I now had to listen to inputs from three other individuals and consider it and give it weightage, not disregard it, but give it weightage. All this actually, uh, Patricia, prepared me when I came into Toastmasters and I saw what was going on in the Toastmasters forum, how things were very formatted and very encouraging and uh, that there were actually well-defined paths that if one just applied oneself a bit, one could really grow as a communicator and a leader. And that's what really drew me deeper and deeper into Toastmasters. And as an outcome of that, I came into improv where I started working with really creative individuals that further honed my leadership. I, 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 I have to say this, my leadership style has been evolving. It has never remained the same from the time I started. With every stage of my growth, it has evolved to a uh, next level, to the next level, to the next level, where I now realize that being a leader is not one who rides roughshod of everything and <laughs> says my way or the highway. Anyway. And what I say has to go. It, it doesn't work in the real world that way. If you really want the results that you want, you, you it may it may last for a bit, but it's all going to come crashing down sooner rather than later if that's your style of leadership in today's world if you learn to collaborate if you learn to develop trust then you can co-create and that's what i've come to learn with improv when you co-create the end results are far more amazing than when you just singularly try to create something that's been my leadership journey from then till now uh, another thing i would add is what I've come to learn is a leader is a leader who is a, who is the same person whether he is at home with his wife and children. No values, correct. Out there in the world doing the uh, his worldly uh, commitments and responsibility. He remains, he or she remains the same. It's not like it's me outside and this is me inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have quite yeah. a few yeah. stories to say, but I. I I'm not the greatest at articulation, so you go ahead and tell me, stop me when I am uh, going on and on. But I'll tell you how it started for me. Basically, uh, I was always a leader, even in school times. I mean, I remember, in fact, in the grade one, I think, I remember someone calling me Miss Bossy. I was like, I'm not bossy. You know, I was like, ah, that's not me. So... I, I, yeah, there were parts of me that was always a leader, but at the same time, I also happened to this ex happened to this uh, to have this extreme character, which is oversensitive. I was very, very sensitive, and I mean, sensitive even till today. I'm the same in in the sense uh, you talk about empathy, but when you say full on on a scale of one to ten, I'm at ten. So what happens then is you give, you give, give. You know, it, you Definitely. don't take a break. You you tend to have the opposite. You know, there should be a balance. Yeah. So uh, personally, that part of me has led to me 
sort of distancing myself from people generally. I'm very extroverted. I'll come up, say hi, have a great conversation with you, etc., etc. We'll mingle. But uh, what happens in the office stays in the office. What happens in Toastmasters stays in Toastmasters. And, and once I'm home, I'm this completely different other person. So in our house, I'll, I'll tell you what happens. Uh, then, you know, when you're kids and you play, uh, I don't know, police uh, uh, and yeah. and you play dad and mom and stuff like that. I remember eternally I played dad. <laughs> I played dad. I was always dad. Okay. I was going to office. I was unpacking my suitcase. I was, no no. I was a dad. No <laughs> Oh, so sorry. When I grew up and realized I am not the dad, that is a big shocker. Like, huh? What? So you see, uh, in our house, there's I think Robert in Tamil there's a saying which I do not know how to you know articulate. Basically, there are you can't have two sons in the same house, uh-huh. as in the son. Huh? Okay. And okay, Rajan says that, that I, okay. S-U-N or S-O-N? What are you talking about? S-U-N. 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 She did round, right? Which sun is round? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, There's one sun here. But then hair is a bit okay. <laughs> All right. So what I was trying to say is, um, so, uh, you know, like Robert spoke about his home. And I grew up from this very stable, secure, fully pampered, you know, kind of uh, environment. And then when I got into adulthood, I went to the other extreme, where suddenly you had two strong leaders in the same house with extremely different opinions. So it has been challenging and it has been extremely challenging over the years. So what... Yeah, but we, we've still managed to keep it together so far. So, <laughs> so uh, all I'd like to say is, you know, uh, my kids have seen the leader and me thrive. And, and, and I, I guess uh, when it comes to work, when it comes to Toastmasters, when it comes to, you know, external factors, I've always had a people first mindset. So I I would say, you know, come on, let's bring everything to the table. Everybody gets a turn to talk. And after all of that, the leader takes charge and, you know, executes whatever's required. Of course, yeah. some people can bring in their ideas to every single moment. And sometimes I'm like, okay, guys, we have a time to talk and then we stop. <laughs> and then we carry on forward, you know, that's that's the way I've always been. And that works well for me because it's at a distance and it works fine. If it's too close, too much in your room. Once you're too close to me, I find it very difficult to say no. Oh, mm. sweet. <laughs> I do. So, Robert, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I like the way. There is a message being passed there. I can see oh, that. The microphone is a testimony to that. <laughs> I am not. No, I was telling Robert when we started, I'm like, oh, you've got a professional setup and all. He's like, yeah, Saira won that. I'm like, okay, so what is it doing there? <laughs> Why is it not with Saira? <laughs> then, then he was like, no, there's some shipment issue. It did not go to her. She's like, keep it. <laughs> okay. 
All right. Okay. It's my turn. My turn is it? Say Sarah. My turn. My turn. My turn. My turn. Meri bari. Meri bari. Meri bari. Sarah. So, what's your take on this? On leadership. Stop. <laughs> Thank you, Patricia, for this question. After it's been answered so well by two leaders here. Uh, well, Patricia, I I was completely opposite to you. Um, I was always the class monitor. Yeah, oh, I was always the class monitor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I was the head girl of my school the year I passed out. I was the head girl of my school. So wow. leadership was just there for me always in school. Uh, Yeah, but like Sarah, I was not bossy. I <laughs> was. <laughs> no, sorry, no, she's like she wasn't bossy because she's bossy now. So in the bossy past, bossy now, she wasn't, yeah. She's bossy. No, what I what I mean to say, I I really don't know uh, how leadership came to me because I think it came very naturally to me. Well, it was like I I don't know I don't know I don't know there was a A and a Z to it. Uh, you were born. Were you wearing a cape by any chance, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> See what so happens when you are the. When you are the youngest in the family, for me it was the other way around. Patricia, compared to being the youngest in the family and being, let's say, let me say, after two boys, a girl being born, it was like a different thing for my parents. Okay, so uh, for my dad, it's like uh, okay. So I think I quite emulated my. My dad has been a quite a leader, and he, I think he's been my he's been a role model for me because I've seen the way he his uh, run his NGO in Delhi. Called the Palia, how he's gone about it, and the kind of work he does. And now he's 85, and still he does work in uh, Kerala. Wow! And the kind of work he still does, like you know. Mm. So I think for me, uh, he's been my role model. I think it's come very naturally to me to be uh, to do things, to take to to organize things. Basically, I would say I would be very good at organizing things. Okay. So even mm. being a class monitor, it's not that I'm telling. uh the students to like you know i am a monitor so you have to listen to me it's not like that it's not like that i will not get i will not I, they will not be saying oh saro is a monitor so you know it's going to be terrible it's going to be saro is a monitor so we will have fun and it will be we will have a good time in the class like you know so but i will also see to the discipline is maintained in the class because that was required by by me by my teachers that's that was very important to me if somebody gives me a task whether it's being a class monitor or being a head girl or being an area director or being the president of tgis if i have been given a task i have to do to the t for me it's very very important that i do it properly so going back to sarah what avara said but that also exhausts exhausts me because i'm so Thank much you. into it like you know i'm yeah. so much into it i will it's not you know i will give so much to the to that whatever leadership Bye. i'm doing i give so much to it as an area director also like when i i it's like it's like the six clubs are my are my babies it's not like they are just clubs like you know they are my kids and i am their mother and i'm like sarah said i've got this maternal thing and i've like i have to they're under my wings and i have to you know it's not that you know i when i become an area director also that my area has to become a president when I, whenever i take a responsibility it's not that it, that that thing like uh, or tjis had to become a president distinguished club or i had to become a it just maybe the way i work the way i work with people it just this everything falls in place so for me that is leadership uh, that's my uh, uh, that's how if if the question is how i have grown with leadership i re- i really have don't know how it is because it's been just school and Part college of, and you know and and at uh, and then i stopped working after a while that was a decision i took when my son was born Okay, at home it's like it. It looks like I am the leader because that's the impression I've been given by both my my, my husband and my son. 
that whatever I say it happens, but that's not the reason. Uh, yeah, because Alex has a knack of getting uh, his things done. And before I know, I, I said, before I know, before I know, I've agreed to everything he's saying. <laughs> and in the end, it looks no. like it was executed by me. I mean. So that's the, so that's now, the way we work. No, I that's think that's true leadership. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Getting things yes. done, making the field yes. person feel oh, good. Oh, that's so much, Alex. He knows how to get things done by me very well. And so, but I feel I have done everything, so I am the leader. But it's not that way at home. He's very much the leader at home. But there's an impression that I am the leader. So that's the way I am at home. There is an impression I am the leader. And he's he tells Amal also, you have to ask Mama. Nothing will happen. But you know, it's nothing like that. Huh? <laughs> Son does what he wants to do. My husband does what they want to do. But it looks like it goes everything to Sarutan. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's a, that's a brilliant setup. Everybody feels good about themselves. <laughs> themselves, yes. <laughs> it's like we all sorted. <laughs> all sorted. <laughs> but you know so what, Patricia? Hearing after hearing what Saru has said about her leadership journey. It brings to mind the point that as leaders, as good leaders, let me put it that way, as yeah. a good leader, you're always walking this tightrope between how much should I push and how much should yeah. I let go? Okay. Yeah, 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 so yeah. It's all about mastering the fine balance. And it's a constant struggle, okay? It's not like yeah. you master it and then it's done. Every time you always have to have that at the back of your mind. How much yes. should I hold on? How much should I let go as a leader? And you have to let go at times. Yeah, Saru? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You cannot Definitely. hold on. No, no, no. I absolutely oh. love leaders who put you out there despite you not being sure. Because, you know, there's always See. kind of, you know, where we are self-critical. We're like, oh, yeah. I'm good at <laughs> I can do better than this. I can, I can give more. Uh, and I'll wait till I get there. But then some leaders just say, hey, you are ready and you cannot be more ready. Just go out there mm. and do it. And before yes. you know, you're doing a great job, but you know, yeah. of and you I know, love leaders like that. You know, yeah. on this point that you said of you wait till you're ready and then I'll go and do it. I, I vividly yeah. remember uh, an incident that happened to me in my sailing days. I had uh, I was sailing as a second engineer and I had already cleared my chief engineer's exam and I had the chief engineer's certificate to be a chief engineer on board a vessel but I was still sailing as a second engineer. So my chief engineer at that time was his Welsh chief engineer called Len Phillips and one day we were in the bar on Sunday afternoon and he said, Bob, I can see you've got the balls to be a chief engineer so why aren't you one? I gave him this big funda about no chief. I want to get more experience under my belt so that the day I become a chief engineer, I am totally confident about myself. It's a bullshit. You should become a chief engineer as soon as you can so that then you will know whether you're cut out for it or not. The earlier you know that, the better so that you can learn and make corrections whatever is needed. You You can become a better chief engineer. The later you do it, the more difficult it would be if you find that you're not cut out for it. And that's yeah. a piece of advice that stuck to me all through these years. And I always share it with people. That if it's not about waiting and getting yourself honed, it's about stepping up to the plate and saying, let me do it. Yeah. And then you learn. You learn in a hurry, in fact. Now, is there anybody, a person who has had a tremendous impact on you as a leader? Um, I would name two people. One is my dad. And second is the boss that I reported to in Hertz. His name is Bob Farrell. 
two of them are, have influenced me in two completely different ways. Dad uh, is a disciplinarian. Like you look at the clock and you know what he's doing. You know, he's that kind of a person. And I was like, he was never in the army. How is it like this? But he was a boss's boss. Like he would know. Um, he, he was very extroverted, very friendly. And yet he knew exactly how to manage a team. So I, I grew up watching him in action. His phone calls as to go off into his office and say, saw how he was dealing with his subordinates, his peers, etc. And he, uh, we grew up in Dubai. I mean, I grew up in Dubai. And we had very harmonious relationships with all community people. So I have attended so many weddings and, you know, all his, uh, what should I say, his colleagues and everything. So I was very much part of that part where I saw how he led from the front. Okay. Then Bob Farrell is the boss that I reported to in Hertz. He was the kind of person who was like, he just believed in you. He saw what your plus points were. He would tell you where you can work things and he'd just push you. Uh, he once told me, okay, Syrah, this week, I'm not going uh, to the radio station. You will go in and put in uh, your, you know, you'll do my role. I said, what? You come live on a show every Wednesday and you're answering questions and uh, doing a quiz show. You want me to do that? Uh, because I'm the marketing person. I'm the one who puts everything together for him. He's like, yeah, there you go. All right. And I was like, I don't think so. And before I could say anything, I was on my way, sitting there and doing the whole show. And before I knew it, I loved being on air, live, people were calling in, you know. So I realized how leaders, leaders like that are amazing. They just help you thrive. And that grew, you know, that changed a lot of me. So, yeah. Yes, my dad, definitely my dad. I think uh, I've seen the way uh like he's also like he gets up without fail every day at uh, 4:45 4:50 in the morning that's his time his alarm goes up every day yeah he's he can join the 5 a.m club by the way oh wow the person who can join the 5 a.m club and, and join saira's dad both will be disciplinarians <laughs> <and his wife. laughs> so he get up and Every day he would have this thing. Uh, he does this, this clapping his hands. That is a lot of exercise he does and laughing loudly. Oh, yeah, uh, I remember laughing. when there was, there was uh, initially when they shifted to Kerala and he was doing this, the neighbors thought uh, there is a dog who's gone wild and is laughing crying loudly because the way you would laugh oh, they would like get up and wonder what's happening <laughs> worse than robert <laughs> and then and then once i was i was visiting and he was clapping this and i thought this water is falling you know there's some water leakage somewhere because like thud, 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 he went on and on you know? so the, what i'm saying is like, he is so he's so he, he this is what he is he does He's, this is routine. He has his routine, and then he has uh, he has his lot of all his nuts and a lot of stuff, and then he has his uh, con con concussion of con con concussion concussion of concussion of ginger and lime and everything. He has that in his. So he's a, he's very very disciplined uh, disciplined discipline that way and very organized. And that's something which. I think I've learned from him to be organized. I've seen the way he's always mm. been organized. Something my organ the way I'm organized has actually come from him. 
my mom is also quite organized that way but my mom but my mom will dilly dally a bit here and there but my dad would be like very very focused so i think i see that i always got that from him uh at work no i have not had i have not worked for very long if i must say so at work i have no i have not had very great bosses at work uh, so i will not go there uh, but <laughs> i another leader who has really influenced me is my husband but i've seen the way he is handled uh, at work uh where the will kind of leader is at work and also uh the kind of leader is at home you know so i learned from him a lot uh how some situations because sometimes when it gets too much for me i i i just i go just go crazy like you know i'm just i'm, I'm just going all over the place and things are not going all right for me that's he's the he's the calming act for me at that time he calms me down at that time and tells me like i just go berserk i said how can i do this and even if i'm organized it's like you know i am i'm all stressed so that he that alex is that calming effort for me at that time he calms me down so that's i think that's one another in, great influence in my life uh, are two people who really have great influence in my life um, my dad and my husband yeah if you enjoyed this episode please go ahead and share it on your social media handles and tag the mindset maiden and patricia gaikwad signing off with love and gratitude